name is Tempest Tally. I'm coming at you with a blue lagoon. What's a blue lagoon, you ask? A cocktail. What's in it? It has vodka, it has lemonade, and... Blue Curacao. Who's that you hear on the other end? It's Ian. It's Ian Sutherland. He's drinking an IPA. Like a white boy. That's right. It's 11 p.m. and we're barely getting started. It's 10.48. It's 11 p.m. It's basically midnight. <laughs> uh, I mean, we're not getting started, but we're halfway through the process, right? We watched the movie. That's always step one. Mm -hmm. uh, this movie wasn't as long as some of the ones we've watched previously. Yeah, hour and ten minutes. So none of you guys have an excuse of why you can't watch this movie. After you listen to this podcast episode, you might have some excuses of why you can't watch it. <laughs> we will give you those excuses. Yeah, you'll have those outs. But right now, you have not heard any of them. Go watch the movie. We haven't told you the movie, but go watch it. And you already know it from the episode description um, and everything. So I do want to start by um, engaging in one of our favorite pastimes here on the show, interrogating temperance. <laughs> <laughs> I just like, can we talk about like how it's only an hour and 10 minutes? Like, what can you do in an hour and 10 minutes? You've watched this movie, we already know that. Okay. But also, I think you can do an hour and 10 minutes. Um, probably complete a marathon. Um, I mean, you could watch Jonathan Glazer's The Fall a whole lot of times, like 22 times. You could drive to that donut shop that you keep passing by and thinking, like, man, I should really stop and get a donut there. Mm. You could uh, go to your local Walmart, it's probably closer than that, but hey. Yeah, browse. Browse the Walmart. <laughs> browse the Walmart. Really for go up an and down and every minutes. aisle like, and think, what? Have I been in this aisle before? What do I they know. keep here? And you know what they keep? Oh my gosh. Like, it's I didn't yarn. know it was really that many times of that many types of beans in the world. You think they have a great bean selection at Walmart? I think they have a great bean selection at Walmart. I want to test this theory. The bonzo beans. Chickpeas. Those are the same thing, so you're off to a bad start. <laughs> Kidney beans. Red beans. The beans that go into hummus. <laughs> Ranch-style pinto beans. Peas that have been chicked. Chili beans. Those beans that they refried twice. Pepper beans. Bell peppers. <laughs> They're a type Carrots. of bean. <laughs> Oreos. They're super off track. Um, not that there's a track to be on this late at night with drinks in our hands. This movie was slightly a horror film. Okay, so let's talk about this. I've shown you things in the past, and you've been like, ah! Name one. Phantom of the Paradise. Okay, so Ian wants to bring up Phantom of the Paradise that I reacted unwell to it. Which is fine. That's anybody, really fair. and I really mean this like with a great passion, anybody would me. react unwell to this movie. Except for me. Even Ian, who he says, except for me, I'm pretty sure there are parts that he's watching, he's like, ooh, that's a bit much. The ending part, Phantom of the Paradise, where this man who is like deteriorating is crawling to this woman, and it is absolutely frightening. So, um,. Yeah, yeah, I didn't react well to that. I do love some grotesquery. Yeah, so here's the thing. I'll show you things. I'll There's like, a person just covered in blood dancing. You wouldn't even notice this. He's just an extra. Just an extra. It's covered in blood he dancing. He draws the eye, though. Every time I watch that movie, that extra draws the eye. I'm covered in blood, bitch! So I watched that movie, and I thought, oh, this is cool. And then I forced a few other people to watch it, and then I showed it to Temperance, and she had this reaction. I'm like, oh, you know, she's right. But then I'm thinking, okay, so then what is okay to show Temperance that's still technically a horror film? 
I do not react well to anything horror or creepy. I think it's because, like, my dreams mm, are very... My dreams are not, like, scary, but my dreams are very manipulative. It is very much a mind game with a lot of my dreams. And I mean, like, you know, when people have nightmares, oh, something was chasing me. No, 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 no. Like, with me, there's something chasing me, and I have, like... This thing that's chasing me has been in my dreams for five dreams now, and every time I get a little bit closer of figuring it out, going different avenues with it, and then, like, being able to wake up in my dream or realize that I'm dreaming and still stay in my dream, like, to try to figure this out, is, like, something that something that is just, like, such an occurrence with me. Last night, for instance, this guy was trying to, like... For, the, I was in a relationship with this girl, not like a romantic relationship, but like I was like somehow, somehow she needed me because she was like a bad person, whatever. And she had something this guy wanted. Is this an anime? Anyways, he brings in his friends and they come in, they shoot up the joint and they kill a lot of people except me. I pretend to be dead. And then he realizes and calls the cell phone at this girl that he just totally murders. And he's all like, okay, we can work this out. There are so many different avenues. First, I tried to like, okay, I'm going to trust him. He kills me. I do the dream over. I say, hey, I see this guy has come in. You're not playing the game right. Mm -hmm. And so then like, I'm trying to figure out how to kill this guy that he sent in to kill me. And then like, like that doesn't work out to a point where like, I'm like, okay, either I wake up from this dream. Do I want to keep trying to do this, this game that this guy's playing or do I want to wake up? And I definitely wake up. There was no way I was going to win this game. So I would describe your dreams as conspiratorial mm-hmm. um, and occasionally egotistic. Yeah. Because you end up like ruling the world the or world. deciding who lives and who dies. I would <laughs> not say that. I don't. For the world. I don't. I'm not saying kill true. people. I do. I'm not saying kill people. Only hope in I'm the saying world. decide who lives and who dies. <laughs> I do. I do not kill anybody. Actively. <laughs> Actively. I would never shoot or kill anybody in my dream. I'm not, I'm not going to say I would never. I just haven't so far. <laughs> um, it's mostly just like, I could help you, but I'm going to run. <laughs> so how is that related to horror movies? Like you get enough horror in your dreams. I think it's you like. You are the monster in Because your think of it movie. like, you know, like what's Ch- Chainsaw Massacre, Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Yes. I don't know anything about this movie, but a lot of these horror movies or slasher movies is the evil guy lurking somewhere where you cannot see him and then he gets you my dreams are very much the guy is after me the person is after me natural disasters after me and i need to figure out a way how to survive all of my dreams are like this and i can very much handle it in my dreams because i can wake up at any moment i very much can do that in my dreams it's easy for me to wake up but so, and then with horror movies, it's like, I can't, I can't get out of it. Like it's in like this real life world where I cannot control the outcome. So it's even more frightening to me where I just, I cannot handle even this movie that we watched today. Yeah. I was like, it's not, it's, mild, it's, it's not fine. scary. Even, even says like, oh, it's kind of boring. Yeah. But it's not boring. It's just like not high paced. And I'm over here like, if you can only hear my heartbeat. <laughs> yeah, I had no idea that she was, like, stressing out over this. Because I don't want people to die. I never want people to die. Sure. I should I should probably mention that. In my dreams, I never want people to die. Mm-hmm. But if it's hey, me I'm versus another yeah. person, sorry, I'm going to be real. It's like those people who are like, well, I would never sacrifice. Like, I would, 
I'm sorry, let me think about this. I think it's like when, you know, zombie movies where they're like, if my boyfriend or my dad or my God mom would love it, but I, have I would never like shoot them. I am so upfront. I would shoot you. I mm-hmm. would shoot you so fast. Mm-hmm. It would be out of like respect and also I need this to survive. <laughs> it's so weird. So I don't really like horror movies at all. Even this movie that I know is like mild and kind of goofy in some areas, I still was like, oh no, is everything okay? Oh no, what if something gets me while I'm sleeping? Yeah. And it's like, it, a lot of stuff happens to me when people are sleeping or or like something is in your house and you're just not aware of it because like you can't be everywhere in your house at once. Dead of night, baby. Dead of night. But there are some horror movies that kind of interest me. Like, I think, like... Like Alien? Like Alien. Mm-hmm. Like, even, like... What is it where they can't make a noise at all? Uh, Bird Box. No, not that one. Quiet Place. Quiet Place. Why would you know it wasn't Bird Box? I, I was thinking of the yeah. gimmicky horror movie. <laughs> no, it's definitely not Bird Box. But, like, I was definitely thinking, like, those types of movies wait, wait, wait. are really good. Don't Breathe. Nailed it. That's what I should have said. Is it... Is it I saw I remember a trailer where the kid has, like, a toy and turns it on and then... That's just, a quiet place. Really? I'm just saying I shouldn't what have What is the monster? Reference. Is it a spider? Uh, no. No, they're not, like, really? arachnids at all, no. I always thought, like, right when he turned it on and then all of a sudden it was, like, whoosh! It was, like, spider. I don't remember the monsters being that interesting. One thing that really bothers me about a lot of monster movies is that Either they show the monster way too soon, they don't show the monster at all, or the monster is just boring. There's only been a few times where the monster is, like, really an interesting, groundbreaking design. Are there horror movies that doesn't involve, like, a main person? Like, it's not like, it's not like Like a monster, it's not like a person. Uh Like, are there horror movies like that? I don't watch any of those. What do you mean, like, is the horror So, like, you know, like, in this movie, there is, like, a monster. Yes. Right? And then I would say in Texas Chainsaw Massacre, there is, like, this one murderer, right? Okay, yeah. So you're talking about, like, the central figure. Yeah, that is doing the horror. Yeah, I would definitely say Hereditary. Uh, Rosemary's Baby. What is is in Hereditary? Um, Is it, like, a disease? No, if you want one where it's extremely nebulous and potentially related to a disease or potentially Mm -hmm. just a concept, um, it comes at night, which I think I yelled about a few weeks ago. Um, in Hereditary, there's a few movies where it's just a whole lot of people mm-hmm. involved in orchestrating this one horrific event. Mm-hmm. Rosemary's Baby and Hereditary are both like that. In The Lighthouse, it's a little more nebulous. Like, Is The Lighthouse a horror movie? It's hard! That one? Yes. Oh. That's a horror movie? I thought it was horror like a drama. Horror is super broad. Uh, yeah, it's a horror film. Interesting. I would classify it as psychological horror. But there's not even, like, a bad guy in that one. Mm-hmm. There, You could consider it as that. There's not even, like, a thing, necessarily. I would also like to say that my dreams... Maybe alcoholism. Like, even alcoholism being, like, the horror in horror films seems mm-hmm. really sad to me. Mm-hmm. I would also say, like, in my dreams and in all dreams, you don't really remember them once you've had them. Mm-hmm. Um, I know some of them can stick, and that might be different for all people, but I know some of them can really stick with you. But, like, I've done things in my dreams and had, like, multiple dreams happen twice, but I would still say that I don't dwell on them. But movies, like horror movies, if I watch here... Just like it's just they're so they hard to shake. Yeah. yeah, they stick with you. There have definitely been a couple of movies that I've seen that I'm I saw them last year specifically that I'm still kind of reeling from. I definitely mm. wish I had not seen them. Yeah, I remember specifically there's a scene in uh, 
it's not even a horror movie, mm-hmm. but like scenes that really stick with you that are kind of horrifying sure. to watch. There's a scene in Twelve Years of Slave that oh, I, yes. I I watched and like, but but I, it was when we were um going to China actually. Mm. When, I, when we were going to China, and I was sitting... Was it, like, on the plane? I was in the aisle seat, and someone was watching it, like, like it had to be five seats up, mm-hmm. and they were watching on it. On their laptop? No, it was, like, on, like, the screen. They were showing movie. 12 Years a Slave on an airplane? Mm-hmm. Dang. All right. And I, I watched Grand like, and oh, there it Source is. Code, but <laughs> I guess 12 Years a Slave is You're supposed is to right. be watching Hotel Transylvania, damn it. Yeah. <laughs> or Cats and Dogs. <laughs> or just Cats. <laughs> But or I cats remember and dogs seeing too. it, like, Revenge of really burnt, like, side view of seeing it, uh, and that moment has stuck with me mm-hmm. for years now, where I will, like, think of it and be, like, disgusted and hurt um, that this scene, like, exists in the world, and no one thought that it was a problem. I think that ought to conclude our deep dive into your psyche for now. <laughs> Welcome to the hell I live in. Yeah. Welcome to living with a partner that loves what you hate most. <laughs> yeah. I'm pretty good about it. I don't show you a ton of horror movies. I only watch horror movies when you're no, not around. But so. it does make me feel a little sad that, like, oh, I really want to watch horror movies with you, and I'm all like, it's just really not going to happen. <laughs> I don't really want to watch horror movies with you, because I know it's not good for you. Yeah, I know. Yeah. I don't feel like I'm missing But else. you know how people have partners, and you're like, oh, I really can't wait to do this with my partner. Mm-hmm. And I think, like, oh, Ian must be having, like, oh, I can't really wait to, like, get into horror films with my partner. I do appreciate having friends who are super into horror films, like Mariah and Kyle, because mm-hmm. uh, then we can just watch, like, whatever we want. Mm-hmm. Um, Sam will just watch anything. It is nice, because it's a special kind of binge. But maybe one day. <laughs> nope. Uh, <laughs> but right. let's get into let's the get movie. Let's get into the movie. Yeah, let's get into this. So it was my pick. Was. So you get to see what I picked for Black History Month. We kind of talked about it at the end of Dope. Um, we did. Also, I just want to say this because it's been bugging me for 15 minutes now. I got the squeaky chair. So if you hear my chair squeaking, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I didn't it's squeaky. Hear it. And I'm already a little buzzed, guys. So. Yep. Anywho, so I got the squeaky chair. I picked this movie. Uh, I did talk a little bit about it, but I didn't name it. Mm-hmm. So it's Son of Ingagi, which came out in 1940. And to which Ian said, nothing was scarier than 1940s. I was like, World War II, but sure. <laughs> I was also thinking, like, and cat people didn't come out for two more years, and that's when spookiness <laughs> was invented. I don't know, there's parts of Nosferatu that are scary, never mind. So, mm. uh, why did I choose this? I was looking for the first horror film directed by an African-American person. Mm-hmm. I should say that Ian actually is, like, in the middle of doing research about, like, horror films and how that relates to, is that black culture or... Structural racism. Structural structural racism. Yeah. Um, it's actually really interesting. Yeah. So, specifically about zombie films, but that's yeah. a whole thing. Um, if anyone wants to be my research partner, just hit me up on any social media. Uh, so I, I went looking. I couldn't find anything. I couldn't find anything. Uh, the earliest film I kept finding was, like, Blackula. If you Google early horror films by black directors, literally I'll find lists with, like, Birth of a Nation on it. Mm. Which is, like, it was a horror film for black people. Which, yeah, that makes absolute sense. Mm. But, like, putting that on a list of... Like, if I'm looking for early horror films by black directors, I don't want to be met with Birth of a Nation. Like, I already have to talk about that in so many film history classes. I don't want that to be associated with black filmmaking. But then I found this. I don't even remember where. 
I have distressing news. I just found out while I was reading the Wikipedia page tonight, the director was white. You said Richard. I was like, I don't think... Anytime you Google Richard Kahn, mm -hmm. you get pictures of... Da, 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 you get pictures of Spencer Williams, who wrote it. So if you Google Richard C. Kahn, you just get pictures of the black this guy who wrote this movie. This can either be respectful, or are you guys really trying to be like, all black cast, all black director? Well, and here's the thing about that. Um, I have a lot of interesting tidbits about this movie. Mm -hmm. This movie came out in 1940, mm -hmm. which was not smack dab in the middle, but towards the later end of the race film period, which you know about. Mm -hmm. And for anyone out there who doesn't know, an interesting uh, phenomenon in film production in the United States mm -hmm. that sort of mirrors uh, the rise of black cinema in the 1970s, following the total dissolution of the Hays Code, the race film era, and the 70s black exploitation era, as it's commonly known, have a lot to say to each other. Is there a difference between race films and black exploitation films? Ra uh, race films were specific to this period of like 1915 to 1950. So they're not different at all. They're just like in this period of time. There are significant differences in terms of, say, genre. For example, race films, they were really created because theaters were still segregated, mm -hmm, right? Mm -hmm. So you had all sorts of movies that were mirroring contemporary trends in white cinema. Mm -hmm. So you had westerns, you had musicals, you had dramas and comedies and that kind of thing. Mm -hmm. It was pretty diverse in terms of like generic makeup. Gotcha. Uh, and then you had a lot of white directors making these films too for mm -hmm. this quote-unquote niche market mm -hmm. of segregated theaters, mm -hmm. uh, which is what happened here. Um, mm -hmm. I saw another film called The Devil's Daughter, which had an all-black cast, but it was directed by directed and written by a white guy. And then there's guys like Oscar Micheaux, mm -hmm. who was a black man writing and directing um, and making awesome films. I watched Within Our Gates on movie. That's from like 1920, 1927, something like that. So this was a race film, hence the all black cast, uh, hence being written by a black guy. Mm -hmm. um, and hence, I'm gonna point out the production values, because it was made in 1940, and the production values are clearly very limited. Mm -hmm. uh, the camera work, mm -hmm. the editing, mm -hmm. the set design, mm -hmm. everything you can see the actors. Well, I mean, the set design I actually don't think was so bad, but definitely the editing and the actors chosen, some of them are just... Yeah, like it's just not a big studio picture like you would expect in the 1940s. Um, I actually don't really know what to expect in the 1940s. I actually would think, generally, our audience probably wouldn't know like what exactly is a 1940s film. Um... I mean... Not that we need to make that definition now, but go to, like, the tidbits do you were saying about this film? Let me think. So, tidbits. Uh, I think the last big factoid I have is the name of the movie, Son of Ngagi, which is part of why I was feeling cagey about choosing it. Mm-hmm. Why? Uh, because uh, it refers to an earlier exploitation film mm. uh, called Ngagi, uh, which came out in 1930. Um, was it also directed by White Uh I believe so, because it was hella racist. Oh. Yeah. Uh, it's essentially about, well, I'm not going to go into what it was about, because it's uh, incredibly offensive. You can read about it if you want. Let's just say the idea of a gorilla-human hybrid comes from this movie, Ngagi. Mm. Kind of. But Son of Ngagi wasn't actually supposed to be referred back to Ngagi. Mm. It just had this title slapped on it. Um, I don't entirely understand why. I think it was to 
kind of popularize it a little bit. That's what I was thinking. Like, oh, here's a movie written by a black guy. Let's make it related to something that's already come out. Mm -hmm. Create some buzz. Create some buzz. I, I think that's why it has that title. Uh, but again, it's not connected at all. It's like Troll 2. Not really a sequel to Troll. Uh, just kind of its own thing. Have you watched Troll? No, but I watched a documentary about Troll 2. So, I know it's not a sequel. Mm -hmm. <laughs> it's part of the common knowledge about Troll 2. I'm just making sure everybody knows that Eve has in fact not watched Look, Troll. No one's watched Troll, but everyone's watched <laughs> Troll 2, okay? I would like to say that I thought you were talking about Trolls, the singing like... Oh, no, no, no. no. Which I also know one? that you have watched... Maybe, I think there's like three movies now. No, that's not right. That is, is that true. Right? It's like the Smurfs. There's like Trolls. What's Trolls 2 called? Trolls 2. Trolls again. And then Trolls 2 is like World International or something. Trolls World Tour. <laughs> Please. <laughs> also the McElroys were in it. <laughs> <laughs> I would totally watch those movies. Ian doesn't want to watch them with me. Uh, you never asked. But I just think he would want to watch them with me. <laughs> I would watch one with you, babe. Just one? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You're, You're, willing to watch. On You're willing to watch freaking Fast and Furious. We're Fast and Furious people for a while. Is Dwayne The Rock Johnson in the Trolls World Tour movies? Dwayne The Rock Johnson does Moana, and everyone's all like, is he in anything else? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's yes. when they discovered him. That's when the world <laughs> was like, this man, Shaw. we should start putting him in things. <laughs> animated thing. He is in this little obscure indie gem called Race to Witch Mountain, which you're a true The Rock fan. That's where I, you really know him from. I just really want to talk about how we read the description of this movie, the Son of Ngaki, oh. and that is not what the movie's about at all. It's like uh, a lady discovers an earth discovers an ape man who kidnaps a woman to make her his bride or something like that. No, it was literally ape man is looking for a mate, kidnaps person, or kidnaps yep. a bride. Which isn't it. That's it's not, not it. It's not at all. There is like an ape man, so there is an ape man. Um, and I know what you're thinking. Sasquatch? No. Um, just an ape man. And honestly, I can tell you that this movie is more about there's been murders in mm -hmm. this house, and we all know it's ape man. Oh, yeah. Um, but they're still trying to figure it out. So as people are in this home, just doing the regular old home things, eight man's walking around killing people. Actually, I, mean, I should not say people. Killing men. Yes. Uh, and that one lady. Well, that's because he drank some type of serum, whatever she and was made making. Him angry. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Rage serum. Hey, there's a lady mad scientist in this movie. Yeah, there's a, well, I mean, there's a lady witch doctor, and that's kind of like a thing that, you know, black... Oh, interesting. You're drawing a connection here. Go ahead. Yeah, I mean, it's a thing like, there's a black lady witch doctor. I mean, are we not taught, like, it's so, like, prolific that you even have it in Princess of the Frog. There's literally an old witch doctor. Okay, yes, and I've definitely seen that in some zombie films. But here's the thing. She's got the white lab coat. Mm -hmm. She's got beakers and test tubes. This is 1940. Mm -hmm. You've already had the, like, mad scientist archetype established by Frankenstein. Mm -hmm. It's well ingrained into the horror canon now. Mm -hmm. I think she's, I see where you're coming from, I do, and maybe that's, like, supposed to be what she's referring to, right? It's definitely, I think, a trope for, like, an old African woman. That's why I was so excited, because anytime you see the mad scientist archetype in a film, mm -hmm. it's a white dude, mm -hmm. right? Which, interestingly enough, I learned is sort of a, a way of discreetly gendering autism, and how autism shows up in movies. You have the meticulous genius, right? Or the exaggerated genius. Interesting. And it's always like 
this dude, this white dude, mm -hmm. uh, which is that's how autism was first diagnosed in white boys. Um, being meticulously, being a meticulous genius. I'm just saying, like this is something that I read in Jennifer Kirk O'Toole's book. What's it called? Uh, autism heals. Mm. It was alright. So anyway, I was super excited to see this black lady mad scientist. Uh, who was the strongest actor in the whole thing? She was definitely the strongest actress. Like, no one really knew how to act. I would say next would probably be Zeno, mm -hmm. the witch doctor's brother. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But I definitely think it's, like, a trope that black people, black magic. I think it kind of goes back even to slave days. Interesting. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I did not make that connection. I was definitely just thinking, <gasps> mad science! <laughs> I was like, mm. Um, <laughs> I would just like to say that this movie, like, the editing, if you do watch it, it's pretty bad. Like, that mm -hmm. weird edit when they're in the kitchen and then they're in, like, the freaking um, sitting room. That camera work's not good. It's the editing's not, not good. It really um, does not construct the space very well. It's not at all. But, I mean, I mean, there are some things that you could also just take away that, like, if you're not taking this movie... I don't want to say you're not taking it seriously because I think it does still set up suspense. I wouldn't say very well, but it still sets it up. For me, someone who doesn't like horror movies at all... What was suspenseful about it for you? Like, how would you define that? I think the biggest suspense thing is who was going to die next. And there are people that I didn't want to die. Like, the detective, I didn't want to die. Really? And, like, I didn't want anybody to die. And I also thought maybe the woman was going to die. or get They hurt. never kill either half of the married couple in these early horror movies. Really? All of these early horror movies that I'm seeing, they're all about a monogamous heterosexual marriage that either just... What's the word for when a marriage is completed? <laughs> just happens. Like, they've been married. Uh, really or they're going really to be married. Way. Like, they're engaged and they're about to be married, but then something interferes. But then they end up getting married. Mm -hmm. All these movies. I just thought I just thought that, that the woman was going to get hurt. I didn't want the witch doctor to get hurt either. It's all these people who I think, like, you know, they have all these things that are kind of going with them, or they have the short end of the stick, mm. or I just don't want them to get hurt. Yeah. And to me, that's like, at the time, every black person. Mm. So, like, I think that was the big thing. And I didn't want anything to happen to, um, not Gina, Nagina, uh, the real name of Ape Man. Nagina. Nagina. Yeah. Because, really, Nagina was, like, in some just respects, just an animal. Yeah. Um, just, like... Reacting, moving, not really sure what it's doing. Um, I even think kind that it was smart, yeah. yeah, I think it was actually smart of the writer writing in this part where he finally, like, gets, like, a woman, like, after his, uh, I guess the witch doctor dies, he finds another woman, the wife who's newly wed, finds Eleanor. her. Eleanor! Eleanor! Um. And Bob. And Bob finds her, and then all he wants her to do is to, like, fix his wounds. Mm-hmm. Because he's been shot, like, a few times. He's been shot a few times. And, like, new. for some reason, only she can do it. Mm-hmm. Because she reminds him of... Of, yeah. Of the, the witch doctor. Of the mad scientist, past. yeah. So it's, like, all these characters that I think had reasons for their behaviors and reasons for doing something, and I didn't want them to be hurt. Mm-hmm. At least when not, without being understood in some way. And there are people who I was fine with dying. Zeno, I was like, all right, we gotta yeah. go. Laura, dude, that was snooping. Yep. Fair game. Bradshaw. I think something that's interesting and probably often commented on about early monster movies is... Is this how... a monster movie? Yes. Why is I... it a monster movie? 
Because he's not just an ape. So what is this different for me? Like, Texas Chainsaw Massacre, I'm going back to this. Okay. There is a killer yes. killing people. Got what it. is the difference between, like, this is a monster movie because he's part ape? Yes. So is um, Shape of Water monster movie? Yes. So anything that's literally not a human, monster movie? No. Splice, monster movie? Yes. Oh my god. Uh, King Kong, not a monster movie. King Kong, not a monster movie? Mm-mm. King Kong is definitely a monster movie. I mean, I don't think... There's a certain height, I think, where <laughs> you a monster movie. Jaws, monster movie. I Any mean, shark movie, monster movie. That is the premise of Monsters vs. Aliens, right? Like, she got big enough that she was a monster. The Mummy. <laughs> I just made a Monsters vs. Aliens reference. You did? I've never seen that movie. <laughs> I know you didn't. Yeah. Like, once you read a certain height. That's why I'm going to say whoever's in Texas, Chainsaw Massacre. Texas, Chainsaw Massacre. If he's bigger than 6'2", monster movie. He's a big man. He's not the only villain in that movie, though. And his name is Leatherface. Thank you very much. I don't even want to think about the name that Love him. ever at all. Um, I won't even have that in my psyche. So, so my brain what I was going to say me. about uh, Nagina, about Gina, what I was going to say about Gina is that... We're totally Americanizing this name. That is trying to be, I believe, African. Do you think it's a real African name? I don't know. I, I, maybe, maybe. Is it not. really up to me, the American, also, to say Africa? it's really over this do, do you think it's a real name from an entire continent? Like, they didn't even want to specify a country <laughs> the entire time. I was like, it's a country. Uh, that name's not really African. To, I don't know, Africa. That name's not really Asian, is it? That's not really. It's like, if I tell you my real name, you wouldn't be able to pronounce it. <laughs> I'm Googling the, yeah. It is a real name. Um, That's about it, though. What were you saying? Oh, just um, that the monsters tend to be sympathetic. I think accidentally. Really? Yeah. You think it's by accident? I don't know Godzilla. If... Wait. I don't know if, for example, in this film, Spencer Williams, the writer, was like, I'm going to make this monster sympathetic. Then I'm going to have the protagonist of this film lock him in the basement to burn to death. That just seems like shoddy writing. The Hobbit monster movie? No. We got orcs. We got tons no. of them. Orcs are fallen elves. We got elves. Monster <laughs> right. movie. Well, you hear what I'm saying, though? You right. know, when he turns his back on them, is that, I mean, that's the true monster there. Dragons, monster movie. Greed is the real monster. You hear what I'm saying, though? Like, you create this sympathetic character, and then you, like, give them this horrible ending. I think it's to go back to, like, no matter what, this isn't human. Like, and I think at the time... That's just like what the mindset was that the newlyweds have to win. This couple who is so called clean, mm. um, and this monster who is two of something, so therefore dirty. Mm. No matter what, like even if you're like didn't mean to, you still killed someone. Yeah, and you're still like it's like a half breed. So I mm. think like it's just at the time like we need to separate what is good and what is evil. Even if like us in this. 2021 can see that there are some there are gray areas interesting you know i watched a movie called wonga yes uh, i remember this actually o-u-a-n-g-a it was one of the zombie movies it's i mean basic but it's still pretty good as far as things go number one thing i'm terrified guys is zombies i'm just gonna say the villain the villain air quotes was a mixed race woman and the protagonists were a, a white couple mm -hmm. uh, that were engaged to be married. Even though they came off completely unsympathetically and they were, like, awful. 
and Freddie Washington is so good in that movie, even though the movie is pretty messed up. But I was thinking, like, oh, she's mixed. None of the other characters are portrayed negatively, that African-American characters. Um, or at least she's very, very, very light-skinned. And I wonder if that was intentional, talking about this idea of, you know, being two of something or transgressing sociocultural boundaries. It makes me think that there are times where, like, African-American people, and I, I would say even myself have played into this role where a African-American character has to be degraded in some way mm. in order to, like, prove a point about something. And I cannot even really tell you how this ties into... Um, yeah, this mm. movie. But it feels like another thing where, like, a ton of effort has gone into making this film that is kind of... Not even kind of, but racist or like just incorrect in so many ways. And I think that even a step further of that is that even when you're trying to make a point about something, in order to make that point, like a black person has to be degraded in some way. Mm. I'm not a 12 year old slave. Um, that movie is like all of it's bad. I've never watched all of it, just that one scene that it has legit traumatized me. I mean, it is based off of a slave narrative, so mm. I would expect that with the territory, I guess. This film's not racist. This film's not racist to you? So I mean, I don't, I didn't get any like racist vibes except for you know, the mysterious evil comes from Africa. That's a pretty constant theme. Yeah, I was thinking. Hollywood. I think Eight Man super racist, but yeah, mm -hmm. explain. I have always heard, and this might just be me, mm -hmm. that somehow African American people are like more related to apes yeah. or like they're animal like. Mm -hmm. So to me it's like ape man just to me is is this and this is this all black film mm -hmm. and like your villain is still a black man or a half breed of an ape that I think is just always related to even I think with like African American body parts so closely related or have been like to use derogatory terms using like an, an ape's body so maybe it's not that maybe that he's just a stand-in for a, a black person from africa right and the reason why the other protagonists are not portrayed negatively is because they're americanized would that make sense i don't know if that does yeah so i guess what i'm saying is this movie's not racist except for the core concept of it is racist does that hold up? No, racism yeah. is racism. Yeah. Oh, it's not racist, but the core concept is so it's just racism. I was being sarcastic. Yeah. So, um, um, this actually kind of reminds me of a play. It reminds me of two plays. But the first one is, oh my gosh, what's that play called? Emperor, Top Dog on the Dog. No. Oh, Emperor Jones? Emperor Jones. Only somewhat. Only somewhat. And I think it's because Emperor Jones has been like turned inside out of itself. Where you have this black, I think he's a general or he might be a captain. Mm. Um, and there's tons of backstory on him and how he even became into this position. And yada, yada, yada. It was turned inside out of itself of someone trying, an African American man trying to write a play about, oof. It's kind of hard because I only really know like what the play actually symbolizes in a very negative way, more than I actually remember the intentions of the African-American playwright, which is terrible. You read it, right? I did. Okay. And Emperor Jones, though, oh, there's this other play that you guys all should read. It was so good. But Emperor <laughs> Jones is literally this black man goes into, like, the jungle. Mm -hmm. And the longer he stays in there, the more, like, mm, um, 
let's just say crazy he gets. Um, and it's kind of like these beating drums that you would hear throughout the whole play. Mm -hmm. And it's kind of like at the end he turns quote-unquote, savage, mm. where people have turned this play inside out of itself of, like, having the intentions to write something meaningful, mm. but it turns into this whole thing where, like, this symbolizes that a black man who is, like, in this in this position, this, like, um, let's say, quote-unquote, worthy position, because that's the only word in my um, buzz mind can come up with. <laughs> and, like, even if you get him to be normalized or westernized still at his core he is a wild man of mm. the jungle mm. sure and so this kind of reminds me of at least eight man kind of reminds me of that mm. interesting i think that was pretty good yeah given that you have a good review i think it's like her tongue horseman. is blue so it a blue game baby yeah <laughs> um, it's called like horseman it's the only one that i remember that one is a ridiculously great play Gosh, I wish I could remember. Oh, I am losing steam. Mm. Um, I just want to talk about how bad Interview with the Vampire was now. That's all I'm thinking about. Oh, no, it really was so <laughs> terrible. We couldn't even finish that movie. It's like, no. oh, this is racist and sexist. And then you have two white dudes. Not even two, just Jacob. No, Kyle didn't have a problem with it. Well, Kyle doesn't have, well, that's a whole yeah. can of worms, but. I'm like, this isn't racist. I'm like, oh, no. Well, I mean, like, can you just, like, well, I love how everyone's dressed. <laughs> I'm like, <laughs> what about the black people literally ripping a chicken open and literally, like, What about the fact that the main around? character is literally a slave owner? What about all of the men literally, like, just victimizing Get women that woman. and killing Drink that men, woman's blood. Killing them like yep. they're nothing. Yep. So yeah, yeah, we didn't really like that one. We didn't watch it. I am like super mad respect for Mariah and everybody else who was saying like, um, how about we don't watch this? Yeah, Mariah's pretty cool. <laughs> this is my favorite movie. No. No. We should just watch House Suit instead. <laughs> Oh, gosh. Yeah. Um, I would watch House Suit again, I guess. Okay, so all things told, just to do a quick recap, I tried to pick a movie by a black director, mm -hmm. like the earliest horror film I could find by a black director, mm -hmm. an African-American director. Mm -hmm. I failed. I messed up. Why? Because Google. Because it's Richard C. Oh, Khan. yeah, He's a white true. boy. Which, hey, hey we're written said, by we Spencer said... Williams, who played the detective, by the way. So, written by a black fella, you know, an all-black cast, which is awesome. I think that uh, Laura, Laura Bowman, uh, who plays Dr. Helen yeah, Jackson, Yeah, and our, our thing was cool. not like, I know, everything I know, I know, has I know. to be like by a black person. Like I said, I did dope. That's all I got. <laughs> uh, and this is the first, as far as I can find now, this is the first um, sci-fi horror film with an all-black cast. That's cool. Yeah. I'm still just, I'm still looking to, I guess... I don't know, see who the earliest black director was who directed horror film. The earliest thing I can find is Blackula. And I feel like there's got to be something before 1970. I wonder what's the newest thing. Everyone's like, what's the oldest thing? But I wonder what's like, what's the newest thing that's come out that was written and directed by a black person and has like a predominantly African-American cast. Is Candyman out? I know, I'm thinking Candyman. <laughs> and so in this movie too, in, in Something Goggy, the fact that Bob kept like, walking into this house and finding dead bodies. Yeah. That happens to the main character in Candyman. Like, people keep getting killed, and then she's the one there. And she didn't do it, but she's, like, keeps 
finding these bodies. Yeah. We're being present for these bodies. And you it's think like, you have a cat problem? I'm a Oh no. Helen's just like, oh no, not again. <laughs> uh, same thing happens in Velvet Buzzsaw, but it's not as good. I can't wait for Candyman to come out. I'm so excited. I can wait. Yeah, but I'll tell you about it. It'll be cool. <laughs> Candyman. Um, anyway, so yes. But I think this one is still a win. I thought this one was interesting. My yeah, I do too. My takeaways is probably that the main actress, I'm sorry, witch doctor actress, um, was actually She's literally really a doctor, good. though. She's literally a doctor. Like She, she a literally doctor. says literally says herself, she's like, you wanted to invite me even though what people say about me, about my witch magic. What do people say about educated women, though? Burn the witch! Exactly. <laughs> I'm just saying. Also, so this was on Amazon Prime if you have a subscription. So if you have Prime, it's free. Otherwise, you should Let's just go honest. torrent it or something. No, like, don't give it the be money. True, but we um, do have it. I mean, my dad has it. Your dad it, has it. So, but the, the copy on Amazon Prime is really bad quality. I like it. Which I, I also really enjoy. Mm -hmm. um, I was watching a movie called Dementia 13. And it was Gosh. Francis Ford Coppola's first film. And it was like a pseudo-giallo kind of thing. Mm -hmm. And it was really boring. It was so it was boring. boring. Yeah, that's the movie that I like, fell asleep while I was watching. Or I paused it, took a nap, woke back up, finished it, and I just watched Mayhem with Stephen Young and Samara Weaving. Because I was like, that movie was so boring. But the copy I was watching was a bootleg made from a VHS. <laughs> Oh no. But the flaws in the video. You guys remember bootlegs? Love, yeah. I used to love bootlegs. Uh, the flaws in the video. I think the, the bootleg company was like Buttermilk Entertainment or something like that. Mm -hmm. The flaws in the video Not were more interesting than the movie itself. They seemed like intrusions into the film reminding you, hey, you're, you're viewing this as a technological product, right? Like this is something that's been reproduced. And there are flaws in that. Right. Um, and you can't control that. And I thought that was really interesting. Hmm. So in the same way, watching something Gaggy on Amazon, going onto Amazon Prime and seeing a film of this quality with what feel like just chunks of scenes missing at times. It really does. So yeah. I was like, is this like the full thing? And like specific Sometimes when he weird, goes black. Yeah. Or like, I was like, what's going on? And like specific damage to the film cells itself. Mm -hmm. It's interesting. It's a cool visual experience. Um, I gotta, gotta end this off with a question. Yeah. I just want to say, that was pretty cool. If Ape Man walked in right now yeah. in front of that door behind you, yes. how would you react? I would. Ooh, there's a lot of. Remember windows. that your damsel is in this room. Um, also, guys, there's a burglar a burglar scene in here, and mm. I immediately was like, like the guy gets up and starts like wrestling the burglar, and the wife's like, "Get him, get him!" I was like, "Babe, if that was you, I'd be helping you so hard. I'd be like, swipe the leg." And Lenore swipe doesn't do leg. a lot in this movie. To her credit, she does attempt to smash him over the head with a pot. But, babe, I'd be so wicked. I'd be like, I'm yeah. get him! I'm like, buy his toes off! Buy his toes off. Get him! I don't know what I'd do if a man walked through that door. But I would not like it, though. Yeah, I, I would not be pleased. It would open up a whole host of, like, uh... immediate physical survival questions mm -hmm. and existential questions that I don't want to <laughs> grapple with right now. It's already hard enough for me to know that dolphins can talk to each other. That's already too much for me to think about. That is super weird to me because why wouldn't dolphins be able to talk to I each know, other? I know, but they have like a whole Animals language. Animals talk to each other. I know, but I'm just saying like potentially one day we could speak dolphin. 
That's that's enough for me to think about. It's I just, just have to chew like on humans that. wanting to be like, let me speak your language. How are we going to continue our human jokes if the humans can hear our jokes? They're going to think we're racist. I think it's that's okay, dolphins. We understand. Beautiful that there are researchers devoting their lives to trying to crack dolphin language. I think those researchers stay out of dolphins' business. I love it. Um, <laughs> but yeah, that's that's enough of a quandary. What do we for me. do with dolphin language? Talk to dolphins. Probably be better about the environment. I don't know if that's true. I don't think. I honestly think it would be really hard for at least Americans if a scientist and like not for me, but for scientists to be like the dolphins have said that we need to stop doing this. Yeah, there'd be a this lot of man things that he could talk to dolphins. Yeah, but until you get dolphin on freaking Duolingo, <laughs> I'm just saying. Once a dolphin is like a guest star in Jimmy Kimmel Live. Yeah. We're not going to be taking that dolphin talk seriously. Uh, I think that's the only way we'll take it seriously. Only until it's a guest star. Or maybe, like, instead of doing, um, what's that movie called? Dolphin. <laughs> what? Dolphin Tail? What's the, yeah, Dolphin Tail. We want the dolphin you talking. Just said no human talk. Dolphin? <laughs> <laughs> like, fan like a... F? Is that what you're going for? Like D O L F I N. Yes, I was. It's like if we had a Godzilla movie, <laughs> but no humans, only Godzilla speaking for like an hour and a half about a free churro. <laughs> Dolphin. Why have I never thought about that before? That's pretty good. That was the heater. That was an ape man. I'm just saying there's a lot of noise. The going look on your on. face. <laughs> ape man. Um, the gong. Oh shoot. So it's time to go. Any idea what you're doing next week? Yeah, guys. I... I'm even thinking of hoop dreams, and I'm like, just like, I'm say it again. hoop dreams, and as I say it funny, hoop dreams, I don't want, hoop dreams, I don't Go ahead. <laughs> hoop dreams, or, um, cars, I'm thinking about doing, uh, did you say cars? Cars, I'm thinking about doing a movie, um, specifically directed by Beyonce, so, Black is King, which you know, I have already watched, but I thought it was so interesting. And I guess I was thinking that Black is King is probably going to be this kind of foo-foo, no offense, but let's watch this, like, huge singer, like, make a film that's going to be cute. Yeah. Um. Right? It is, like, extremely, like, abstract and different, and I think even, like, thought-provoking and engaging, which took me by surprise, and I madly respect. Oh, yeah. It was a good one. It was a good one. Co-directed by Blitz Basawule. And so I was like, ooh, I really want to be able, not necessarily talk about, like, what what's going on, but I really want people to watch it. Mm -hmm. So if there's any way that people could watch Black is King by, like, us talking about it, then, you know, win-win situation, but... I feel the same way about Slum and Nagi, so... Really? Not really, but really, like, I, this is a valuable part of any film history, right? I don't know, especially if you're in horror films, I think it's important to understand context like this. Sure. I think I didn't know about race films, about that whole movement of black-led casts okay. that spanned what, 25 years? Mm -hmm. Until last year when I took a 70s uh, black cinema class. Mm -hmm. I didn't know this existed, period. Mm -hmm. It's valuable. It's valuable. It adds so much context to an otherwise white-dominated classic Hollywood system right. pre-1970. So. so I really want people to watch Black's Game. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but, you know, something else might pop up. Yeah. It is my last pick, though. It I'm is tough. Like, 
I could keep going on this month for a while. And who knows what's coming next month? I have no idea. <laughs> Uh, maybe a giveaway. It's March. Yeah, maybe a Saint giveaway. St. Patty's Day. <laughs> nope. <laughs> Luck of the Irish. Watching the Englishman who went up the hill and came down the mountain. <laughs> Air buddies, probably. My name is Temperance Stally. My name is Ian Sutherland. And thanks for listening to Tuesday After Next. Bye, y'all.